Hello, everybody. My name is Reverend Henry Falcone, and welcome to A Kingdom Moment. It is so wonderful to be with you today. Uh, those of you that are going to hear this broadcast on Spotify or watch it on our YouTube channel, our podcast channel, uh, it's such a blessing to be with you. Um, these podcasts are for specific topics that the Lord wants me to share upon. You know, a very simple truth and to, to, um, to bring it, you know, to, to a, a living reality. And my prayer is that the Lord would take this word and let it become flesh. Let it become a reality. Let it become our experience. I pray that the Lord would allow me to speak, not with the enticing words of men's wisdom, but with the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit as I share these truths and these words to you. Proverbs 8, verse 17 says, I love them, the Lord says, I love them that love me. And those who diligently seek me shall find me. When they, when they, those that diligently seek me early shall find me. Proverbs 8, 21 says, and to those that I love, I cause them to inherit true riches and I fill their treasuries. I want to share about that process on this, this podcast and about, you know, about the choices that we make. I'm going to share two of these podcasts on this particular topic and I'm going to share two prophetic visions that two senior men of God got many, many, many years ago. And there are two visions and they're in story form that I thought would be a blessing and maybe encourage those of you tonight that are hungering and thirsting after God and you're alone with the Lord and God has been dealing with you and you've been going through very difficult times and trials where everybody else in the body of Christ seems to be maybe not going through what you're going through. And you've been, you've gone through the ringer, so to speak. And, you know, you have a hunger and a desire for the Lord himself. And many in the church have maybe said, why aren't you doing this? And why aren't you doing this? And why aren't you doing this activity? And why aren't you doing these things? But you have this desire to know the Lord, to love the Lord, to bless the Lord, to be with the Lord. Above all things, it's not that you won't work for the Lord. It's not that you won't do things for the Lord. It's just that your love for the Lord is first and foremost. And you want to do only and exactly what the Lord wants you to do. Even though you could do a lot of things and do a lot of church activities and be involved in all the things that are around in the church today in this nation, you have a desire to do only that which is pleasing to the Lord. And you desire his heart. You want to hear his heartbeat. You want to know him and you want to be with him. These next two podcasts are for you specifically, and I hope they bless you. And I want to share them with you. And I, I posted them on my Facebook, but I felt like the Lord said I needed to read them, share them, that he was going to impart a deeper revelation of his kingdom, of his reality, of his love, of his glory to us. You know, beloved, in weakness, God is, in, God is strong. And he's refining us like gold tried by the fire. And he's increasing that spiritual capacity of hunger inside of us. And when we begin to really diligently seek the Lord, that hunger, that urge that needs to be filled inside of us grows. But many times we fill it with other things like it could be food, could be money, could be more religious activities. It could be anything. We don't realize that that hunger, that intense desire, and you know, that that's burning in you. It's like an urge within you was meant to be filled with the Lord. And God has to take us through such circumstances where we stop filling ourselves with the things that we would fill ourselves with to satisfy ourselves, to bring us to a place where we'd only be satisfied in Him. So why? So we can make the correct choices to know what His desires are and what His plans are and what blesses Him the most. 
So with that said, I'm going to read to you. Um, I have it on my phone here, so I'm going to read it to you. It's called The Door to God's Heart. It's by Gabriel Hoffman. And so I'm going to read it, and then I'll, I'll share it as the Lord allows me to throughout or maybe after. He said, I saw the Lord come to me. He said, come, Father, has something very special for you. Excited, I followed my, my Lord and Savior to the throne room. Father God was there in all his majesty and glory. He greeted me with a smile. Son, he said, it is time for you to choose your life and ministry. How many can say amen to that? Really? I responded with joy and amazement. Oh, Father, this is the day that I have been waiting for, preparing for, praying for. Is it really time? Yes, my son, it is time, but you must choose wisely, for this will be your life's work. Then I remembered that he was the Lord of my life. But Father, I said, what is your will for me? He smiled. Son, I have prepared you to serve me in any number of ministries. The choice is yours. Truly, I'm giving you the freedom to choose from the set of options that I have prepared for you. Any of these will please me as long as you're faithful in how you carry them out. Do you understand? couple things about these couple of passages that we had to look at is that it was his time to choose ministry, but he remembered, what's your choice, Father? What do you, what do you want? See, that stuck out to me. And the second thing is God's response. Truly, I'm going to give you the choice to choose what you really want to do with me, and I will bless any one of them. So it goes on to say, yes, Father. I replied, still too stunned to say anything more. Father then took me to a great golden door and led me through. It opened to a corridor, curving gently downhill and to the left. In the corridor stood a number of tables, each with an object on it. Besides each table was a door that, that exited the hallway. My dear son, said the father, we will go to each table and I will explain the ministerial gift and call that you may choose. I will answer my questions. I will answer any questions you have. At that point, you may choose an option and exit through that appropriate door into your ministry and into my happiness. Yes, Father, I'm ready to begin. The first table was covered in bright green velvet and held a bottle of oil. Over the doorway was inscribed healing. I looked questioningly at the Father this is a ministry of healing. The green table re represents health and life. The bottle is a healing oil of the Holy Spirit. In this ministry, you'll have power to touch people in spirit, soul, and body and bring my healing to many. I thought to myself, this would be great. Oh, the aching hearts, the broken bodies I could touch, the glory that would be brought to Jesus by this. Yet something in my heart tugged at me. Father, this would be wonderful, but wow. Can you imagine being in a place where you are truly seeking, what does the Lord have for my life? And you're offered these things. But as you look at those things, you wait and you begin to feel that pull deeper 
into the will and purposes of the Lord. That's what this story illustrates. I thought to myself, this would be great. But I feel that you have something even more important for me. He smiled and he led me to the next table. As he walked to the next table, I noticed how the carpet looked worn in front of this door of healing. I asked Father about this. Many have chosen this door. Those who were faithful brought great glory to the kingdom and pleasure to me. But those who abuse this gift brought shame to us and themselves. Wow. So you can see that the ministry that God gives you can bring him glory or great shame if your motives and your desires are not right with the Lord. That's why in the Song of Solomon, she cries out, take out the little foxes that spoil, out the, spoil the vine. She wants everything out, out of her so that when she walks with the Lord and she does that ministry with the Lord, that she'll be honor and glory to his name alone. So she needs those foxes, those, those things that are in her heart taken out. I know I need that. How about you? And that's what I pray. Lord, take out the foxes, the little foxes. And unfortunately, there may be a lot of foxes sometimes that God has to deal with. All to prepare us for this moment of divine choice. Let's read on with the story. The next table was made of electric blue azure. On it laid a wooden staff. Over the doorway was inscribed miracles in blazing letters. As we stopped in front of the table, Father spoke, the blue represents my power. On the, on the table is Elijah's staff. With it, you can have tremendous power and with man and nature, and you can do supernatural acts for me. Who wouldn't want that, beloved, right? The staff of Elijah, I had long admired this, his power and the mighty exploits he did for God. And yet, and yet that longing, and yet that longing inside my heart was not satisfied. This would be tremendous, my Lord. But somehow my heart yearns for something deeper and even more lasting. I thought I caught a glimmer of the approval of Father's face and said, very well, son, we shall go on. Can you imagine how many people, those called to ministry, would pass up the, the door of healing or the door of miracles? We preach about it and we talk about it all the time, miracles and healings, because we want to prove the ministry of the Lord. How many? And if you notice that in the healing, when that door was, that carpet was worn down because many chose it. And that's wonderful And if we did it, but you heard what the Lord said about it. I nodded and we went around the curved corner until I could no longer see the door by which we entered. Next, we came to the table of black marble shot through with white over the doorway was the word prophecy in big letters, big bold block letters on a pure white background. On the table was a worn pair of sandals. As we stopped in front of the table, Father spoke again. This color represents the nature prophecy. The prophets clearly set forth the light of, of the truth in a world darkened by lies. The sandals belong to John the Baptist. In this ministry, you would be my oracle to those in the world. Boy, don't we need that today? Don't we need them to go to kings and leaders? Absolutely. Prophecy? I thought to myself, that would be outstanding. I have always longed to speak the very words of God. I've always longed to, you know, they are, there are so many lies going around the world and even in the church. There's a desperate need for the true prophets in these last days. And beloved, that's the truth. There is. Absolutely is. Praise God. 
Prophecy? I'm trying to get myself comfortable here. Prophecy? I thought to myself, wow. Still, the tugging in my heart did not cease. In fact, it grew stronger. Father smiled again in approval. Son, you are wise to be thoughtful about these gifts. Oh, if we only did that in the church today. They are very powerful and they can be quite dangerous if pursued with a wrong heart. Wow. Even in this kingdom age, even with so many desiring to build the kingdom and establish government into order and walk in their apostleship, do you know it can be done with a wrong motive? It can be done with mixed motives. It can be done with impure motives or it can be done with the right motives. I'm going to read that again. They are very powerful and can be quite dangerous if pursued with a wrong heart, like carrying a large electric current through a corroded wire. Many have used these gifts well and have entered into my joy, but too many, wow, others have destroyed themselves and those around them in the abuse of these gifts. You are free to choose these and I will work with and in you for their proper use. Thank you, Father, but I desire something deeper and even closer to your heart. Closer to my heart, son? Very well, let us press on. As we work farther down the corridor, I noticed two things. First, the light was growing somewhat dimmer, and second, I could hear a faint thump in the distance. It sounded like a drum. And although I wondered about it, I held my peace. The next table was made brightly polished brass. On it laid a fairly made, finely made trumpet. Over the doorway was written evangelism in letters nearly as bright as the sun. We stopped in front of the table and I quietly waited for the father to explain this ministry to me. He began speaking. The ministry of evangelism is very special in my kingdom. The brass table represents my judgment against sin. The trumpet heralds the good news that my son Jesus bore the judgment on behalf of mankind. The brilliant lettering is a glimpse of the heavenly kingdom. I pondered these things silently for a moment. It would be such a thrill to lead others into new life in Jesus. There are so many suffering people who need the good news. The Lord Jesus and the Father deserve to have more people gathered around and thrown in worship and adoration, I said. Does not all of heaven rejoice each time a sinner repents? I knew that this ministry would bring great joy to the Father. But the tugging on my heart grew stronger. Oh, Father, this would surely be wonderful. But I feel that you still have something more for me. Father, may we go on? Yes, son, the choice is yours. Let us go to the next table. We, worked, we walked farther down the corridor and came to a table made of pure white alabaster. On it were a piece of slate and chalk, and over the doorway was written, Teaching. Son, this is also a very special ministry to the kingdom of God. There are so many in dire need of proper teaching of my true word, the word as recorded in the scriptures, and that which is being poured forth day after day from the throne. The white table represents the purity of the properly taught word. The slate and the chalk represent the instruments of an instructor of the things of God. 
This I thought, this is what I came to Bible school for. I knew the Lord has placed a call for teaching on my heart. And as Father said, it's desperately needed in the body of Christ. I was just about to tell the Father that this is the one that I wanted when I felt a tugging even stronger in my heart. I looked down at the corridor and it was dark and it seemed like the drumbeat was coming from that direction. Well, it would not hurt to see what else the Father had available. Father, this is the one that I thought was for me. But you know what? I'm not so sure. Can we walk a little bit further? Of course, my son. As we walked on, I noticed the light was growing dimmer and the drum beat was getting more distinct. I asked the father about it. Son, the lights are dimmer here as we descend farther and farther away from the more open and public ministries. As for the drum beating, I think it is best if you discover the source of that for yourself. We walked farther down the corridor and came to the end. Three tables were set there, one on each side and one at the end. We stopped in front of the table on the right. It was made of pure silver and glimmered even in the dim light. And on it was a small wooden cross. And across the doorway, written in blood, red letters, was the word love. This is the deep ministry. This is a deep ministry, my son. Few come this far. The silver represents a pure reflective surface of my love to shine upon. The cross is the symbol of the sacrifice of Jesus in demonstrating ultimate love to the world. The blood-colored letters are a memorial to the blood that was shed there. Love, I whispered. This is what this hurting world so needs intently. There are so few who really love with God's true love. It would be a tremendous privilege to carry his love where he bids. Yet the longing in my heart was still not satisfied. Love, I whispered. That is what this burning world needs so incredibly. We turned around to see the table on the left wall. It was made of black ebony. On it was a simple mat. Written above the doorway was the word intercession. On the door itself was the question, who will stand in the gap? Mm. Who will stand in the gap? The father spoke quietly. The black represents the darkness and depth of intercession. It is a dark prayer closet, and an, and an intercessor must be willing to go into the depth of sin to rescue the perishing by prayer. The prayer mat is the simple tool of the intercessor. There are so few intercessors, my son. Few people will make themselves so available to me that they will not despise a work which appears to be nothing, while in reality moves the entire universe. Oh, Father, to be a true intercessor, to represent man before you and represent you before man. I would so love to be able to stand in the gap and pray your burdens for the world. I know I would receive little earthly recognition, but I would be satisfied in knowing that I was part of your touch in this world. But what is the final ministry? 
We walked a short distance to stand before the final table and door. There was very little light and drumbeat was quite loud. The table was made of pure gold and shined with an inner light. And on the table, was a small golden altar with incense burning. And over the doorway, written in gold letters, was ministry unto God. Father spoke very quietly and barely, audibly, over the drumbeat. Son, this is a ministry that very, very few will choose. The gold represents divinity. The altar is one that stands in the heavenly tabernacle and burns fragrant incense to me. This ministry, my son, will not earn earthly recognition. The world and most of the church may think you spend your time for nothing. It is the ministry of service to me. Not to achieve anything or affect the world, but merely to be my worshiper, my companion, and my friend. It's just overwhelming me as I read this. I'm sorry. Father stood there, looking quietly at the door. I could not see his face in the dim light. I asked him, Father, what is your desire? Son, you are free to choose any of these. I rejoice in all faithful service. So I stopped there quietly thinking, what did I really want to do with my life? There are so many needs in the world and in the church. So few were truly faithful. I knew the workers were few and yet I could not shake the growing desire in my heart to serve God. Nothing else. Just to minister to him. How many others would be with me? Would my family understand? Would my church understand? Would my apostle, prophet, teacher, pastor, and evangelist understand? As I pondered all of this, I started thinking about how worthy Father was to be worshipped and adored. That very task would be our heavenly activity, according to the book of Revelation. Could a few of us just start now? Then I thought of all that Jesus had done for me on the cross. What higher thing could I do with my life anyway? Father, I choose this door and this path. Are you sure, my son? Yes, Father, quite sure. Well, good son, go in. As Father turned to face me, I could see tears streaming down his face. I stopped in amazement. Before I could think about it, I reached up and wiped his tears. 
And then I realized what I had done. Father, please forgive me. I did not mean to be so impertinent. He reached down and he hugged me. Son, never be sorry for that. You have dried my tears and you will do it many times again in this ministry. There is so much in the world that brings me to tears of grief. Only a few move me to tears of joy. With that, Father opened the door for me. And I motioned and he and motioned me to enter. As I went in, the first thing as I went in, the first thing that struck me was the drumbeat. It was quieter in the room. I realized that it was not a drumbeat at all, but it was his heartbeat. Next I saw someone coming to embrace me. I knew just by looking at him that he was Jesus. Warmly he said, It is wonderful to see you here. So you have chosen to minister to the Father with myself and the other great people in this room. And slowly I turned my head. There was Enoch and Abraham and Moses and Joshua and many others gazed upon me with welcome expressions. With you? All of you? I asked bewildered. Of course. What do you think I was doing for all eternity before there was any creation? I ministered unto the Father. And now I'm so glad that you are joining me in this marvelous duty and alliance. Jesus then turned to me, his expression more seriously. It is time that I give you this precious gift. And he handed me a beautiful, ornate golden key. I was puzzled. Then he said, this is the key to God's heart. It allows you to have access to him at all times. You see, this is a master key. I'm sorry, I keep crying. You see, this is a master key in his house. It will fit all the doors that you just passed by. Because you chose him and ministry to him, you will be afforded intercession, teaching, evangelism, love, and all the other ministries. For all of the lesser are found in the greater. Now a deep satisfaction came deep within me, and I knew that I had made the right choice. For I will be working with him rather than for him. Then I heard Jesus say, Come, my beloved, let us go forth into the field. Let us lodge in the villages. Let us go early to the vineyards, and let us see if the fine flourishes, whether the tender grapes appear and the pomegranates bud forth. There I will give you my loves. Song of Solomon 7, 11 and 12. Beloved, this word speaks itself. It's a powerful vision. It's a powerful choice that so many of us are facing today. Which door will we go through? What do we really want? When I read that, I, the first time I wept and wept and wept because that's the door. That last door is, is, is burning within me. And this great persecution for wanting to love the Lord and minister to the Lord and making him first because those other gifts and all the needs of men and things are all around. But look at the goodness of God when you choose to ministry to him. You get the key, the master key, so that you work together with him in all of those other doorways.
That's what the Lord is offering it at this time to his full-grown sons and daughters. Those are the ones that he's going to trust with power, authority, and kingdom dominion in this end-time purposes. But we've got to choose the right door. Will everybody go down that door? No. The fewest number of people choose that last door because they never get past those other doors. But someday, in some way, God is going to lead you on that same pathway. And perhaps this word is to remind you there is more and there is greater. Maybe you'll choose that gift of healing and that's what the Lord will let you go through. And you'll serve him faithfully there. Our miracles, our evangelism, our teaching. And he was grateful for everyone that was faithful in those ministries. But there is a ministry that is meant for him. And few will find it. May God bless you for watching this and listen to this broadcast. And I pray this word moves in your heart and works in you. This word may not be for everyone, but I believe the Lord had me read this tonight for those that are called to enter into that last door. Don't be afraid. You're on the right path, heading in that direction of what it really means to be called to the ministry to the Lord. God bless you. We love you. And thank you for watching this broadcast. Stay tuned for the next one because I'm going to be sharing about the harness of the Lord next. Love you all. God bless you. Bye-bye. This is Henry Falcom from Flame of Fire Ministries. Bye-bye.